Welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Hey, thanks for joining me as we are looking at this, this story of Jesus and the resurrection of Lazarus in John chapter 11. Now, where we left off is in this moment, this tender moment where Jesus weeps over the, the frailty of humanity, the corruption of sin, and the, the consequence of death in the world. And there are, there are some that look at this and they say, wow, Jesus really loved this man. And then there are others that, that mock Jesus and say, why did he not heal him if he was able to heal a man born blind? But, but now our text continues. And now we're in verses 38 through 44. And what we're going to see is, is this, uh, this beautiful moment, not just of Jesus's heart, but of Jesus's power. Let's look at our text. It says, then Jesus moved deeply again came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there, there will be an order for he has been dead four days. Martha says, Jesus, I know we want to mourn over him. And I, I, I know you care for him, but really Jesus, I don't think this is the, I don't think this is the way you want to do it. Right? Verse 40, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. Now, this is cool. In this moment, Jesus, he says, you know, I'm, I'm praying to you, Father, but I'm praying so that really these people hear me speaking to you. I want them to understand the, the, the connection, the relationship, the unity I have with you. Verse 43, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his faith, face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Now, this is just a, a very simple moment here. There's this, Jesus has moved deeply again. He approaches the, the tomb, which is a cave. He, he instructs for the opening of the cave. Martha has her objections. He's like, hey, we don't want to smell that, Jesus, and neither do you. And then Jesus' response is, you are going to see the glory of God. You're going to see the glory of God. And then Jesus prays, and in his prayer, he affirms that the Father always hears him, and he does this publicly so that everyone around, they will be convinced that Jesus is not just a charlatan with some parlor tricks, that Jesus is, is not just a holy man who, who is occasionally getting lucky with a miracle, that Jesus is not just a persuasive teacher that is luring the people away. No, Jesus has a direct connection to God. And then, not only with his words, but then with his deeds, he proves it. He calls out for Lazarus, and Lazarus, he, he comes out. He's alive. The, the man who is the resurrection and the life brings resurrection and life to a man who is dead. And all of this is so that they conceive the glory of God. The glory of God. Did Jesus love this man? Yes. Did Jesus care for these sisters? Yes. 
is this in the mix as a, a part of the story that is good and beautiful and true? Yes. But you know what the major point of all of this is? It is the glory of God being visible. It's the identity of Jesus as Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, being crystal clear. And this... It shows us Jesus' identity. This gives us confidence in who Jesus is, but this serves as a parallel to your life and to mine. Because I was once dead in my trespasses and sins. You were once dead in your trespasses and sins. We were in a, a proverbial grave spiritually, and Jesus has called us out. Jesus has given us resurrection life. In him, we have been made alive. In him, we have been raised up. In him, we have been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. This is true of you and of me spiritually. And this is not just so that, you know what, we can feel really great about ourselves. This is not just so that we can, you know, be really happy or experience Jesus' love. This is for the glory of God to be made visible. You and your salvation, just like Lazarus in his resurrection, they are for the purpose of God being glorified. Can I ask you, do people see God's glory in your life? Are you the man that has come out of the grave that is very clearly living now a, a brand new life because of the resurrection life of Jesus inside of you? Is this something that is hidden? Is this something that, like Lazarus, you're still covered with all the rags of death, that you're still uh, bound by them and you're still acting like your old life? Or have you been released, raised, and now you are unbound and you are free to live a life for the demonstration of the glory of God? See, all of this is about Jesus' identity. All of this is about the glory of God. All of this uh, resurrection talk in your life is to show who Jesus is and to show God's glory. So let me, let me ask you are, you, are you committed to living a life demonstrating that glory? Are you walking in holiness? Are you walking in purpose? Are you living a Christ-like life? And are you living according to the Great Commission, sharing with others, look, I've been resurrected from the dead. I have new life in Christ, and I want you to know that as well. See, this story shows who Jesus is, but this story, it gives us so much encouragement and so much hope as we continue to live these ancient ways for our modern day.